<laughs> maybe maybe you're in a place with a really loud uh, AC, really loud I'm machinery. Getting loud outside's pissing the rain, and be like, "Hey, I'm working, man. Yeah, can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Call you back. Yeah, sorry, boys. I'm uh, I'm mowing grass over here while we're trying to pot. <laughs> just uh, you know, just, dude, uh, just working, man. I got a book for you guys to read. Yeah. Um, it's called. It's by Mehdi Hassan. The book, the book is. I already step ahead of you. <laughs> you already have the book. Do you know about you know this? I'm, you know I'm a Mehdi head. <laughs> how I stop learn how uh, how I learn to stop being a bitch. That's the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, win every argument. The art of debating, persuading, and public speaking. Nah. nah so nah. a guy that that gets owned quite frequently has written a book about how to not get owned. <laughs> I, I like the the bio of the description. MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan isn't one to avoid arguments. <laughs> okay. that's, but, well, that's for damn sure. When you have yeah, a, I'm sure that's why he went on MSNBC, right? Right. When you have a humiliation fetish, you're not going to avoid arguments. That's for sure. No, you're a debate bro. That's, that's your... Uh... That's your uh, reason for existence. Well, I mean, I think the internet has shown that there are people out in the world that have a f- like an actual fetish for being humiliated mm. ritually, and I think Medi is one of them. I, fa- I feel like I feel like he loves getting owned publicly. It's just like, oh, give me more. Yeah, yeah. These people also love being wrong. Like they they have a path- pathological like fetish desire. For being wrong and thus being humiliated, but you know, <laughs> this is, they also have no shame though. This is so absurd. Mehdi Hassan isn't one to avoid arguments. He relishes them as the lifeblood of democracy and the only surefire way to establish the truth. Um, the the lifeblood of democracy is making sure that you you know your aunt, your like forty year old aunt, you know, who has a Black Lives Matter lawn sign yeah. <laughs> and gets to make sure she gets her daily slop every eight o'clock yeah every evening. <laughs> it's the lifeblood of democracy but make sure the karens are happy and the wine moms yeah are a good argument made in good faith has intrinsic value and can also simply be fun man i gotta get my hands when on was this. this book written well it's about to come out it hasn't come out yet judd nah, apple this is, Whoa, shit, okay. this is some 2008 hold on shit, no, hold on i'm thinking <laughs> this is you're pulling one from the back catalog here i'm like okay in 2012 yeah. maybe yeah 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 Jud- judd apatow blurbed it oh wait the guy who said that somebody could have been killed when Chris when Chris Rock got slapped, that Judd Apatow. I, did he say that? That's hilarious. <laughs> he, he, he did say that. That's not a very good argument, Judd. And yeah, I don't trust his judgment on this blurb. What did yeah. he say? Oh, Cornell West also blurbed it. Man. Ah, oh, man, oh, my Jen, boy. Oh, come on, Doc. Jen Sack, Sackey, <laughs> you know, Naomi Klein. Even MJ missed a couple, man. You ben know. Rhodes. Man, what a murderer's row. Good God. Ben Rhodes, too? Jen Sackey, Ben Rhodes, Naomi Klein. Some guy named Jonathan Swan. Yo, that is a nefarious mashup of people. Yeah. Cornell West is kind of an enigma because like like he like very openly like criticize Empire in all the right ways, but he like but he like keeps getting invited back on all these shows. You know what I mean? It's like the only guy that can really crack that filter. I don't know why. It'd break my heart to find out he was CIA or something, but I mean, cause like he'll like he'll like take 
Tucker Carlson down, but like with kindness, you know, and then just call him brother the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah, like, that's he's like, true. you can't really hate that's that. That's why. That's why he's just very. He's just very polite. Makes you like very polite. <laughs> well, I, the reason I found this book is because Medi has a man. The Atlant. I'm gonna have to start doing a segment on this show called Paywall, where <laughs> we 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 just because like I I've like canceled all my subscriptions to everything. I don't have anything anymore, and. uh and and the ideas section in Atlantic is like they've gotten way stricter about enforcing their paywall. So like I, I only get like a paragraph of ideas at a time now. So so here's the new segment. Here's the new segment is you take that paragraph and you try to finish the article. <laughs> like based on the context clues of the little sample they give you. Okay. We could do this with um Medi's article. How to beat Trump in a debate. Unprepared and weak-willed opponents continue to play right into his hands. Um, As opposed to me. <laughs> yeah, unlike, unlike me, who uh, <laughs> makes some inroads with him. Yeah. I could go a few rounds with Trump. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first paragraph, and that's all we get, really. Because the thing is, I mean, we do get more, but it's a fucking quotation. This dumb motherfucker pulled out... <laughs> Like I, the thing that kills me about paywall is, is like, if you really want me to, to subscribe and read, you've got to like grab my attention in the first, like, paragraph. Literally, it's like a novel or a short story. It has to have a great opening hook. You know what I mean? If you're gonna yeah. make me pay, like you know, yeah. seven dollars a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? I read one the other day. Let's see if I still have it pulled open. Um, oh, it was it was it was also in the Atlantic. A very alluring title asymmetrical conspiracism is hurting democracy um in the past decade conspiratorial thinking has shifted from a worrying factor in republican politics to defining feature it's just like okay i could read this dude it only gives you two paragraphs and those two paragraphs are just about how polarized everything is it's like dude i've already read all i've read this article hundreds of times hundreds of times (laughs) why would i why would i pay to read the rest you, you didn't grab my attention. Oh, my God. In these polarizing times. <laughs> for the, we've been saying it for the past, what, 20, 30 years? I feel like every, every group trap, I, I mean, like, there's some variation every week of this. Man, things are getting crazy, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Things didn't used to be like this. Shit is getting wild out. I'm like, well, well that's, that's debatable. When I was texting y'all this morning about the DeMar Hamlin controversy, that's what came up in the group chat. They were... They were really like opinions were divided. My friend Rick, a strict Catholic, thought that it wasn't offensive, but that he said, "Well, if it would have been like Jesus fucking a pig, I would have found that offensive." Yeah, but you why did you make that comparison though? The only comparisons aren't even close though. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, wait, I don't know what the original controversy is. The what was it about his coat that people? So found? you know. Demar Hamlin was the guy that suffered the cardiac arrest on the football field right, a few right. months ago, or about a month ago. Right. And so now he's, you know, he's making the rounds in the media and stuff. And he popped up at the Super Bowl halftime, and he was wearing a blue coat, em- emblazoned with the face of Christ, <laughs> but done in the style of Takashi Murakami, who was uh, a Japanese artist that used to. He did Kanye West graduation album cover. So that like that type beat. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. And it was first brought to my attention 
when I was listening to the Kentucky Sports Radio morning program, and a guy called in from Asbury College to talk about the big revival that's happening there. Like ah. they've been having church for like five days straight or six days straight or something. They're very proud about that. <laughs> and he called in to tell the host of Kentucky Sports Radio that he was highly offended by DeMar Hamlin's depiction of Christ. Mm. And it it made me angry because to my notion, it's like, man – you, what offends me is you're all taking a first century Palestinian Jew and making him look like a goddamn Danish person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Make him look like he should be on the cover of GQ or some shit, man. Yeah, make him look like he should have plugged his finger in the dock to save Holland or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, offensive God. to me. But I, I didn't even know that, like, I didn't even know that that was, like, a thing, man. I mean, like, there are, like, there's icon iconography of Jesus everywhere, man. Like, if anything, that shit is cool. That's a cool jacket. Well, you know, it's, it, we had a broader discussion. I said, well, you know, a lot of my Muslim friends, obviously, is according to, to, to the Quran, they don't do depictions of Muhammad, peace be upon him, mm-hmm. because it's considered haram or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you can kind of understand that if you're kind of sitting back and you're seeing, like, Motherfuckers walking around with like, you know, crucifixion scene hanging around <laughs> yeah. their neck. You can see how you might arrive at that. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I guess it might be sort of a fair point. But, it was yeah. just yeah. too tempting. The <clears throat> that's the thing. The crucifixion was so gruesome, and I mean, it's an overplayed expression, but metal, and and <clears throat> people saw that, and they're like. Yeah, we have to depict that for 2,000 years. I mean... Yeah, this shit goes way too hard. It goes way too hard. <laughs> hung from a cross. I mean, that's the thing about, like, Muhammad as compared to Jesus, because all of Muhammad's, like, crazy shit was, like, you know, dancing in the sky and riding tornadoes. Like, you can't... You can't <laughs> yeah. really portray that on a... on a, ch- a chapel steeple... Or yeah. hanging around your neck. I mean, it just doesn't go as hard as, like, the, you know. No, no. People will be like, yo, that's whimsical. Instead yeah. of, like, yo, that puts fear in my heart. No, I, I think I'd rather ride Yeah, that's though, Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> Muhammad was, and honestly, that's why it's the superior religion. I mean, Muhammad, <laughs> he was whimsical, and Jesus was angsty. Like, that was yes. really the difference between the two. <laughs> that's the, that's the, <laughs> the differentiation. Which way, Western man? <laughs> so you say, like, Jesus was listening to, like, my chemical romance. And like Muhammad was also like I don't Vampire know. Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try to get the disco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just it's I just I for some reason this has made me angry because now they're doing this thing and like Demar Hamlin's came out on Twitter and made an apology if he's like offended anybody. Oh my god, stuff. dude. That's like bro, you ain't got to do all that for these fucking cretins. Who oh, who 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 doth speak their own blasphemies every fucking day <laughs> when they promote white supremacy through the sort of guise of faith or whatever? Oh my god, man! Yeah, like having to counter those people, man. And I mean, like, I get why he did it because he wants to be respectful, but like, nah, you shouldn't have to do that shit. Well, also the funny thing is, this Bible doesn't really have anything to say about Jesus' physical appearance either. Well, I and mean, it, I would think that the. I mean, I would think that the offensive thing would be that the coat says eternal. Like when you first show when you first told me to look up the coat, I didn't even think twice about 
Jesus looking fucked up and weird. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought maybe they were offended that he was saying, "I'm like Jesus Christ. I'm eternal. I didn't die. I came back from the dead." Oh, Yo. so they oh. thought he was he was blaspheming. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, yeah by thought, comparing himself to Christ because yeah. he was resurrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be I, I'd be a ball. I mean, though, yeah. the man. Laid there and then he got up again. He rose up. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, historically speaking, I mean, this happened before. You know, his name. I mean, Jesus, the so. thing about the thing you can't get mad about that because, like, I don't know how many fucking times growing up, I had friends in church and youth pastors and pastors who had little fucking Jesus bobblehead dolls in their offices and yes. I mean, it's like defaming the likeness of Jesus has been part of. Western Christianity. I mean, so much so that you could even probably make a case that, like, whenever some f- fucking weird hermetic p- uh, pastor in Germany claims to have, like, Jesus's foreskin or something like that, like, that's also kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Yeah, Jesus is not getting royalties from that shit either, man. Yeah, exactly. Someone has likeness and you know. Yeah, I mean, man, I can. Un- that's the thing. Like that—that that was the thing. It didn't compute in my mind. Like I can understand getting mad at someone saying, "Like I'm Jesus Christ. I, I came back from the dead." I can understand someone getting mad about that. I can't understand. Well, at this point in history, someone getting mad about a depiction of Jesus because none of you ever fucking gave a shit in the past yeah. when. Uh, like I said, you wanted to make Jesus look cutesy, and you wanted to make exactly. him a little to like, sell sh- to sell shit and basically like to, yes, brain to sell, not brainwash to, yeah to, to sell, sell cheap tchotchkes to put in your fucking uh, youth pastor office next to like twelve ways how to be abstinent and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> how how to live life with no fear. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me ask, let me ask you a question though, because I didn't take a good look at the jacket, but I, I, if Jesus was black, like like visibly black. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if it was a, if it was a twist on the Murakami like piece, and like he had brown skin, like how much more do you think that would have made people mad? I probably would have lost their mind about that. <laughs> it would have been on Fox News. Oh yeah, which yeah. let's call it what it. I mean, this is a uh, a trap point, but like first century Palestinian is gonna be a lot closer to a black man than a what is yeah. European dude that they're. <laughs> they're... I, so, I think I talked. I think I told you this time. My, my godmother's uh, uh, grandmother, uh, mother. I used to live with her, and she's highly pious, right? Um, lovely yeah. lady. But she has, she's like an old Jamaican lady, and she's fair skinned man. But like you know, old Jamaican lady and dog. She had like it always bugged me out that she had this huge portrait of Jesus, like painting. Like I'm talking about like blonde curls, like pristine <laughs> like blue Swedish, eyes, Swedish, <laughs> Swedish Jesus, <laughs> Jesus yo. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like praying all the time, like yo, you are okay, all right. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, you know, like historically I, speaking, you know what I mean. I'm making a declaration right now. I think Christian American and for that matter, Western Christianity needs to die. If you want to be a Christian, you join the one true church, Ethiopian Orthodox, or nothing. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Speak the truth, brother. I Speak agree. The truth. Wait. So I missed. Maybe I missed. Uh, I was reading. I was trying to read through paywalls. I was like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, um, I I don't know, like Hugh Dancy and Hannibal or something. Like I put my hand up <laughs> against the wall and I tried to determine what's on. You're the a other seer. Side. You're a seer, a seer that sees through paywall. I see through We're paywall. The tea leaves of the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I missed something. I had my hand up against Medi's paywall, so to speak. <laughs> but I missed the I missed the connective 
link there. Are people at this round the clock revival at Asbury University? Are they are they sitting around and just getting really mad about Demar Hamlin? <laughs> like what the fuck? Well, a guy called <laughs> a guy called into the radio program and he said that. He had been witnessing a historic move of God at Asbury College through the revival that's been going on several days there. And he just wanted to say that he was highly offended by DeMar Hamlin's uh, sort of loosey-goosey depiction of the risen Christ or whatever. Okay. That's what he was... He called in to make that grievance. And it's like, buddy, don't you have some church to go be doing? It's a revival. Uh (laughs) Exactly. exactly. It's a revival right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... there's a, a historic move of God, but I'm going to leave that spectacle and call into a fucking radio show. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, because apparently this is more damaging than this historic movement of God. Yeah. I'm reading this article right now. Um, it says, Mark Whitworth, Asbury's Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics and University Communications. What? <laughs> Okay, you can't be three things. Like, what, what the fuck is his job? Wait, what is roles? Wait, what is roles? It's the it's, it's the, the the admins are even proletarianized now. So like, everybody everybody has to take up five goddamn roles for the same fucking thing. What the fuck is this title? Um, is it hyphenated? I want to see like university president, church rector, and groundskeeper. That would be like a good <laughs> trio. You know, lifeguard, hyphen lifeguard. Cover all bases of class distinctions there. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, Whit- this guy, Whitworth, he said more than 10,000 people have come through the doors to sing, pray, and listen, but he hesitates to call it a revival. From those who study and are scholars, I'm told that most often if something is called a revival, it's called that after. And so we have been referring to this <laughs> as an after. Well, I got to hand it to him. That's Y'all got to hand it to him. That's kind of real. Yo, it's like, yo, we don't know what the shape of what's to come, dog. We can't call it what it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, man. That's fair. And so, and so we have been... Pre- Referring to this as an outpouring of God's deep, deep and abiding love. Doesn't nah, roll that's too off long. The, that's too long. Doesn't, doesn't, roll, off the tongue, doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't I'm roll sorry. off the tongue, man. Go, go with revival. Just that's a better branding. If you're trying to market Jesus, you got to go. With yeah. So those, those in the I'm sure Terrence knows this, but those that that grew up in this will recognize Asbury College as the site where Ichthus Festival happens, the mm. Christian Woodstock. Yeah. A Christian Woodstock. Yeah. And who mm-hmm. one of my so old it's not, colleagues? So it's not Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it, I, I I don't know, dude. You'd be surprised. Yeah, actually, actually, it, yeah, actually, yeah, I could imagine. Well, one of my one of my former colleagues told me that uh, her father was a uh, professor slash minister there when she was growing up, and that everybody would go there to do drugs and have sex, and that kind of broke my brain because I thought I was going to go to I never made it, I never made it to Ichthus, regrettably, yeah. Yeah. but I thought if I would have went there, it was going to be like some life changing shit, like. Like what they're experiencing right there at the church, but apparently not. Apparently they're just sucking and fucking let the rest of those. You, you thought it was going to be like making a trip to Mecca? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except DC Talk and the Newsboys are there instead. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. Um, yeah, damn. Let's see. After worshipers are led in several courses of I Thank God, another contemporary worship song, a bald man in a black sports jacket takes the stage. Um, I'm I'm not making fun of this. I I I don't. 
I really don't want to get it like uh, entirely twisted. Like, I, I but I do. I just I'm you know I don't, whatever you do in church is whatever you do in church. I don't really give a shit. I just thought it was funny that the guy refuses to call it a revival, though, because like when I was in church, we used to have revivals all the time, and they were marketed yeah. as that. Like they were encouraged. They were encouraged. Well, they were planned too. It's like we're gonna have revival. Sometimes it was spontaneous. Like you had a good church service. You say, hey, you know, let's do this again tomorrow. <laughs> let's call it a revival but, historically. <laughs> but, but actually, actually, you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, historically, by the strictest definition, this is not a revival. Yeah, but if we. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you the wake, textbook definition, actually. Yeah, it's like waking up the next morning and you're like, oh, man, was last night. What, was that? Was that a revival? Last night was a last night was a movie, bro. <laughs> it was a movie. You can't yeah. go to revival and then and you quite get last yeah, night and, and then your some you know uh, hair splitting friend says, I, "Actually, I think last night was an outpouring of God's deep, deep and abiding love." <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and then you're like, uh, you're like, "Oh yeah, for sure, man." I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't want to fight with him. <laughs> like you got it. You know what, too? This could be like an ingenious kind of way to like create suspense. You know. Because uh-huh. then people, it creates like, you know, like debate, right? It invites debate. People are like, wait, is it a revival? Is it not? You know, let me go and find out. I guess mm-hmm. the litmus test would be, do you feel revived afterwards? So I guess the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. guy with five titles is correct. Wait, what? what is yeah. the what is the criteria for feeling revived, though? That seems very, like, expensive. Well, I th- I think that. It, like it, having a, like a fresh drink of water. It, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's interesting that is a great question. Like, what is a revival actually? Because, you know, I think that we kind of tend to think of it like in this country, there was like the great awakening, the first great awakening and the second great awakening, right? Like there were these like religious, uh, like, you know, movements of fervor that kind of swept Mm. through geographic regions of the early United States. And we kind of think of that as a revival. But where where did this a where did this term start, and b what does it mean? Because it's interesting to think about like a revival. It's a renewing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A but, renewing of faith, specifically. Right, way. right, exactly. But okay. what what are we renewing? Like, is it like collective faith, like a community? Is it like individual faith? Yeah, right. What's it pointed at? It's this is it's listen. For anybody that thinks that we get too in the weeds with this stuff, this is a fair question because it could also be reflected back in terms of organizing too. Like, what is yeah, it, what you're it, doing pointed at? Yes, exactly. What's your, are we what's just your here angle? to feel good? Do you know what right. I mean? Are we Which here if to, you that's are, fine. If you whatever. are, that's fine. But then it's not. Maybe it's not a revival. Then. Yeah, but maybe it is an outpouring of you know. <laughs> 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 dot dot dot. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, so the the. Within Christian studies, the concept of revival is derived from biblical narratives of national decline and restoration during the history of the Israelites. In particular, check, check. yeah, in particular, narrative accounts of the kingdoms of Israel and Judah emphasize periods of national decline and revival associated. So it, it is kind of what I was thinking. Like I, I was thinking there, there has to be kind of like a societal or political element to it, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like we're reseeding the the. The earth, metaphorically, but also literally, like the literally. nation needs to be re, uh, reforested, re, you yeah. know, terraformed. Recultivated, cultivated, <laughs> terraformed. Yeah, yeah, terraformed. yeah maybe, maybe a better use of the time would be to get out of the chapel and go plant some trees. <laughs> <laughs> maybe on the mood. 
Yeah. 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 Hey. <laughs> maybe, maybe the moon needs some trees. <laughs> okay. You'll find our wages competitive. Up there. <laughs> um. So yeah, it talks about the first and second Great Awakenings. Unlike the second Great Awakening that began around 1800 and which reached out to the unchurched, the first Great Awakening focused on people who were already church members. Um, All right, so they just double dipping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, wait, <laughs> there's a term the for dirt, that. They're monopolizing the, the, the church. Preaching to the choir. You know what I'm Pre- saying? Preaching to, like, the, oh, preaching to the choir. Okay, yeah. Literally, okay. Uh, All right. Mm. Yes. So let me get this straight. A couple motherfuckers threw up some tents somewhere, and then the world was forever changed. Well, (laughs) I think that like what's interesting is that I think historically and historiographically, (laughs) the uh, I think that the Second Great Awakening kind of inspired. It was kind of one of the early things that inspired like abolitionism and suffrage uh, stuff. I mean, like, which is hilarious and absolutely inconceivable now. Like, I'm reading this book about John Brown, and I finally got to the part where they go to Kansas and, like, like fucking just, Is this the cloud splitter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they go to Kansas, and they take swords with them because John Brown was a... (laughs) A dramatic motherfucker, <laughs> swordsman. <laughs> they took, they took swords, broadswords, and like sharpened them. Did they light them on fire, or some shit. <laughs> call it, call it the wraith of heaven or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, those motherfuckers. Oh, he's yeah, bad. they they uh they hacked some guys to bits, man. Like fucking <laughs> brought them out of their houses and fucking hacked them up with swords and like. It's like it's inconceivable, and like obviously because like this was John Brown's like I mean John Brown had like a, um, uh, he had like a critique right like he he very much had a critique of racism and of race, and obviously of slavery he was vehemently against slavery but john brown did not see the world really in rich versus poor like god john brown saw the world in god versus satan and yeah, like, good versus evil truly good, yeah not good versus political social overlays it's like no motherfucker exactly. we're talking about this nebulous amorphous dark <laughs> oozing evil versus like you know the universe of the light you know what I'm saying? the light of the universe type of shit now let me ask y'all a question do you think uh, like people back then really like and honestly, in their heart of hearts, thought that like slavery was like just okay or like whatever, or was that something that like obviously they're like being hypocritical, you know? Yo, I, I, I like I, I think like like people definitely knew like it was something so horrifying and they, like that they kind of like had to live with it by like saying like well it's just like you know like it maybe it's not good or some people are like yeah it is good but people. I mean, people. I have to believe that people had to know. You know what you I mean? Had to have. You could, <laughs> like, because you know that's, I mean? like, that's like a kind of mass, like just like, just like I mean, just like like destitution of the soul that is troubling to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't think. That, I mean, obviously, the slave owners knew it was wrong. Otherwise, they wouldn't have tried so hard to justify it. Like they tried. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like with Christian exactly. doctrine and all this stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, which right. to John Brown, that was like. 
if you were like a slave owner or supported slavery, you were Satan. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were yeah, literally yeah. You were, Satan. You were marked for death. <laughs> yeah, especially especially if you were justifying it with the word of God. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. well, and him dude. and his avenging angels would move swift into Kansas on your hands. <laughs> it's interesting though to Righteous. think. Yeah, it's interesting though to think that um, anybody in today's day and age would a feel so convicted to do such a thing, but b would feel so convicted on grounds of spiritual. Like I know motherfuckers who have been plugging away like prison abolitionism and environmental causes and abortion access and et cetera, et cetera, who are, I would say, I, I don't know, like maybe if push comes to shove, I'd say like most of them would probably be willing to die for the cause, et cetera, et cetera. But mm. most of them are probably not religious. Having said that, they are 10,000 times more convicted in their values and principles than your average Christian. Church who has, person. Oh, by absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Who has by absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's interesting. Like, It's also well, interesting, the, the God that Christians today say they worship is not at all the God that John Brown would have worshipped, for example, in his conception of things. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, or you know, maybe even like, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to get into all that, but like, basically, modern Christians are the inheritance of like the slave owning Christians Absolutely. that justified yeah, well, that. You know what I mean? Like that is their intellectual inheritance. When you're seeing all this stuff, you know, I mean, what yeah, you're seeing, yeah, this isn't just us saying it from the outside looking in. It's like, no, I grew up with it my whole life. I grew up with people telling me I couldn't criticize George Bush because that was sinful. <laughs> it's like, yeah, poor America. Which is insane. Or like, you know, even like the, the prosperity gospel too, like tying like personal wealth, you know, with not even just like, you know, like you're like a morally like good person, but that also God is smiling down upon you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's the Pentecostalism and all that stuff. In America, the way that plays out is God wants you to be rich. In Mexico, how that plays out is you join up with the with the Zapatistas in Chiapas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's weird because I had that comp that sort of weird relationship with it all, where it's like, no, there are very good Christian people, but there are also disgusting <laughs> Christians by and large in most places like where we live. You know where we come yeah. from. Well, at so this point, I dude, I don't know. It's like. I did, I did not sit down today planning to talk about Christianity in 21st century America. But, like, all football season, and I saw people pointing this out after the Super Bowl, but, like, you know, just all football season, there was these commercials for the, this fucking shadowy group that's, like... uh do you, you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, the it's like, Jesus, yeah, the Jesus commercials people yeah, are talking about? Yeah, the Jesus uh. commercials, yeah. Um, and, uh, basically the, the gist of all the articles or the, all the commercials was like, um, Jesus loves you. It's literally it. It's just like, Oh, are you having hard times? Like, is your life hard? You know, are you arguing with your aunt about black lives matter? Jesus loves you. It's just like that kind of shit. <laughs> wait, uh, so wait, wait. So did it get like actual political, like, Oh, Jesus loves you despite like, like politics or whatever like I that. I feel like that's like kind of those. I feel huh. like that was kind of the um, okay. The 
implicit thing it's like no even if you're even if you're like gay and stuff it's like jesus still loves you and that kind of shit but it's like but then it came out i should i feel bad for not even naming it because like i it would actually even if you believe in the day of the rope jesus loves you it's like wait what (laughs) (laughs) what did you just say well it is funny because like yeah it's it was he gets us that was the he yeah that was like yeah uh but I saw someone point out that like this group is like funding all of these, uh, like they're it's like funding all these like astroturfed anti-abortion groups across mm. the United States. So, so you know what I mean? It's like they don't even have the fucking convictions to like be open about what they feel anymore, and it's because they all know that they're fucking fraudulent. Like they're all they're, they're all they're all frauds. And the way that you know you know this is an interesting thing. Obviously, like, I don't go to church on a daily basis, so I don't really know what... And if I did, I definitely wouldn't be fucking going back to a Southern Baptist church. But it was, like, revealed this past year that the Southern Baptist Convention had covered up all of these, like, abuse uh, and, and, uh, you know, sexual assaults and all this stuff. And it's just, like, Mm. on a scale that was... I mean, you know, it's hard to, like, put up the numbers Catholicism put up just because it was running. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like comparing LeBron to Jordan, but of <laughs> sexual <laughs> degeneracy. Right, they've been running with the championship. One right? had a much longer career Ron than had, the other. Run had yeah, one had a longer career, but like it still was very fucked up. And I'm sure, uh, I'm I am positive that the type of people that I grew up going to church with, they've done no self-reflection on that. They've probably done yeah. what every other fucking like middle American wasp has done. See, you know, witnessing the last 20 years after the war in Iraq and the financial collapse and everything else, they've probably like taken it all, observed it, not been able to fit it into their, you know, all the things that they raised as saying you had to do to be a principled virtue, uh, you know, member of society. Instead, they've just kind of like pushed it way, way, way down. Oh yeah, way subconsciously, yo. Like buried that shit, locked it in the Pandora's because, box, because... wrapped it with chains and shit, threw that shit in the sea. <laughs> like yeah, man. Ca- yeah, cast it to the sea. And the reason is, is because God to them is a mental health walk or a meditation practice. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a salve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. a salve. It is a salve. It's, it's yeah. not has nothing to do with any deep conviction or the naked essentials. What it means to be a human which means we're going to die uh-huh. and how do you yeah. deal with that they, yeah. they, they, no, if, to them it's like how do I live the most comfortably you know <laughs> exactly really and justify is. and justify horrible or selfish things that I do man right really right really how is. do I carry on being a selfish fucking piece of shit with <laughs> while while also knowing that when my number's called I'll spend eternity in, in more comfort uh huh yeah no, That's you're right. It it's not it's not a mechanism towards greater understanding of the universe and pain and suffering and while we're all here, nor is it a gateway to liberation and a, you know, a fire that can uh, you know, propel you towards fighting for the liberation for others. It's like, no, yeah, it's my little coffee and I'm going to have it and it's, I'm going to feel good. <laughs> it, dude, it's not even like a community either, man. No. Is that even like a source of community for them? Like my mom goes to church. So that's a sense of community for her, you know? Oh, uh, and then the worst and like, part is these people are getting more and more emboldened and insane. Well, I, I'm just curious to see, though, because I, I know that, uh, like, I think that um, 
you know, belief and like, you know, being religious has like been on the downswing in the United States for the past couple of decades, you know. But at the same time, though, like like where it does exist in the political sphere, it's like so activated. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's because like it's kind of like the same thing with the tech shit. Right. We talked about this before. It's like it used to be that like religion would solve like, you know, these the problems of the world and the self. Right. And especially of the future, what tomorrow was going to look like, you know, to give people some sense of certainty, you know, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know, man. I'm like wondering, are we seeing like a resurgence of that? It's like shit gets worse. Like, are they going to get more crazy, more emboldened? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. That's actually an interesting kind of segue because, or not a segue, but it's an interesting kind of comparison because all the things that, (laughs) I don't know, maybe this is partially why the right-wingers are against Silicon Valley, but I I doubt that their critique of it goes that deep. But it's like mm. all the things that we've we've pointed it out multiple times on this show. But a lot of the things that they've come up with in this new tech paradigm is uh, very blasphemous. Like being yeah. able to speak across the veil, like with someone, like that would have been yeah. that would that was high blasphemy when I was growing. I mean, up. <laughs> it, 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 it might be fuck that. It might be indi- like you know, it's like Arthur C. Clarke says, man. It might be it might be indistinguishable from magic, right? Like right. I mean, like not like it's, it's like if we went back to the Victorian times and showed them, like I mean, even like a fucking typewriter or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, they'd be like, I, "What the fuck is this?" Also, making idols. We you know? yes, we, we holograms. True, truly, dude. <laughs> we it really is. If you were like a a John Brown type, like someone who like had deep deep convictions, like like social justice convictions but also saw the world in this like very dramatic like clash between like good and evil like godlike forces versus satan <laughs> satanic forces <laughs> like you would you would truly be pretty freaked the fuck out like cuz you're right like uh there is idols you know there is this um kind of like reformulation of like metaphysics and like trying to uh create a new new intelligences and speaking oh. across the veil but then there's also honestly in some ways we're like in 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 that in that sense it's kind of like a tower of, to babel right like we are kind yeah. of like trying to speak with god itself but it's <laughs> but maybe if you take the bird's eye view of it all right Maybe like the reason we're so polarized and all this kind of stuff is just a Tower of Babel situation. Uh-huh. Right? It's like God's trying to curb AI and all these blasphemous horses. And so like because all those things can't happen, like we all have to disagree and hate each other. And like, you know, like famously in the story, they all spoke different tongues. And that's uh-huh. why we have all the different languages. And that's why you can't always say it. Well, uh, I I think it's fascinating that we've like we are reverse engineering illiteracy. Like Chat GPT is, <laughs> dude, it's fucking insane. Like lit, like we're literally giving, uh, kids the ability to just plug some shit in. Yeah. I mean, I, I am a crank about this. I really do think it's very very concerning that I mean. Right wingers, they talk all the time. Oh, kids don't have critical thinking skills. Kids don't have critical thinking skills. Well, they're sure shit not going to now. Like if if you give them a tool where they can just like plug in a few keywords and it'll spit out an argument for you. Why would they? What, why would <laughs> they even? It's not even why would they want to. Why would they know anything else? 
Like my nephew like gravitates, he's a toddler and he gravitates towards screens. And like the fact that he can touch an icon on an iPad or something and know that that opens an app, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I remember going to, when I was in elementary school, we were, <laughs> when computers were in like schools, we had to take this type this um, typing course. Mavis typewriter where it was a program that would teach us like how to fucking use a keyboard and now these kids don't eat so I can understand too why people might like people who like grew up at a time where they didn't even have like I mean maybe the town that they lived in didn't have like electricity everywhere or something like that or maybe they didn't have amenities that like now that we take for granted but now they're seeing like oh yeah dude like like I was thinking about this the other day this new Harrison Ford Indiana Jones movie like they de-aged him or like in the other Star Trek movies, they brought him back like actors that have died. Uh -huh. And imagine like you saw that shit like as a kid growing up, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, yo, this didn't this person like like you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. that shit is fucking freaky, dude. Like yeah, that I, shit is really disturbing. I, I agree. It's kinda like when there was that thing going on on YouTube where algorithms were basically creating their own content and there were these continuity errors in the content itself that if you saw it and you were of a certain age, it would really fuck with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would really yeah. fuck with your uh, understanding, yeah, of object permanence and <laughs> continuity and being itself. That, unsettling. Like, would, yeah, it would, It yeah, it's just very <laughs> surreal and unsettling. And I also, like, the, I, re I really, though, I really am a crank about this chat GPT thing because it's like, being able to read and write doesn't mean just being able to like spell words and and yeah. stuff. It's like it's how you navigate the world. It's exactly, and you have yeah. to like. That's exactly right. And you know, it it really part of writing is building an argument. I mean, it's telling a story, but it's also building an argument. And so it's like if you can't do that, you're not going to be able to read other people doing it does that make sense no that makes sense that's that, not that gonna be sense. readers they might like well, you know what i'm saying well, well you know what else too man it's like the way all this shit works is like i don't really think i mean anybody really knows how ai works even computer scientists who use that term it just seems like a catch-all term now that's like for branding but like from my understanding it's like it, it it's it grabs information like an amalgamation of information right to put it into something that's like logical right but just because that's true it doesn't mean that this might be something that like a human being would say. This is something right. that really like makes sense in certain contexts. You know what I mean? And I don't know, like, I don't, we haven't talked about it in a while, but you know, like the e-crisis, man, it really makes me think like, yo, this is like, this is like their solution to it. You know, like with all the information that they've amassed through computer networks and shit like that. Right now they said, okay, now we can erase the human element out of it Yeah, and you can get, and it's like, that, I don't know. That's so disturbing. You know? That's yeah, so you're right. Disturbing. It's like, it's like because we can't agree on like a consensus reality and because like political polarization or whatever, because there are no political solutions to anything, they are just going to slowly start migrating all of society's, uh, you know, discourse, arguments, just all the things that it means to be human into this disembodied externalized into a giant thing. computer the multivac like yeah. isaac asimov wrote because yeah, it is big ass fucking computer yeah, yeah i was thinking about this the other day it's interesting how like now the internet has become a place word or i'm sorry ai has become synonymous with the internet like we use those terms 
sort of because like what people when people sit down and they try to explain what AI is to you, what they wind up explaining is just like what what you were just explaining, like mm-hmm. algorithms taking data, reformulating it into this preconceived notion of what the user expects to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, that means we've we have imbued those things with this human like knowledge and with a human like uh you know authority mm-hmm. uh, but which is a hilarious leap in what the internet is for and, and does just in the last 20 years because like growing up literally the thing you heard about the internet was like oh you write it on the internet it can't be true it's like yeah. now it's, <laughs> yeah. now it's the opposite <laughs> no now it is true it is absolutely undeniably true, true. there's no well, it's so funny that the people that said that that many years ago are now the people that whole cloth believe the weirdest shit. Yeah, yeah like where did yeah. they where did they slip? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did they go down that rabbit hole? No oh, shit, man. I don't know, dude. Wow, it is it is also just gonna be like wild where like in the years coming forward, especially with like deep fakes and stuff like that, we're gonna have these collective moments and then realize like two days later they were fake or engineered or. Yeah. And then, like, some people going to get the memo, some won't, and then that's just going to add further, you know, like, <laughs> literally, we're going to have a situation. And I'm not talking, like, in 20 years. I'm talking, like, in three years. Yeah. Where, like, in, like there's going to be no, even, like, even less so than now, consensus on what, you know. Dude, what it is, is real and what it's, isn't. It's all coming yeah, it, apart, man. It is all coming the fuck apart. It's like that article I sent you guys, fucking uh, Vincent Lloyd or whatever. It's yeah, like yeah. my takeaway from that wasn't that like oh universities have gotten too woke or this cr- professor has become a crank and he can't keep up with the times. What I get from that is no one can communicate anymore. No yeah. one. Yeah. There is no way to communicate. We are all speaking across chasms. No one can yeah. fucking and communicate not to say, with anyone. And this is not to say this is not to say that like because I think people could take this the wrong way where they're like, well, you know, there are some ideas that are like uh, like uh, reprehensible that you shouldn't like engage with and shit like that. And yo, like this is all true. But like, dude, I've talked about this before. I worked for the Dems for like ten years, right, as a canvasser, knocking on doors. And most of the time when I did that shit, I didn't talk about the candidate. I'd be smoking weed and just being like, hey, how you doing? X, Y, and Z, right? But like, dude, I found out that like. Like, most people, like, I don't mean it's, like, in, a, like, a simplistic way, but, like, most people were pretty fucking chill and cared about relatively the same things, you know? They had different ways of expressing how they wanted that to happen, or most people didn't even know how they wanted that to happen, you know? And it was kind of like, yeah, it was just being able to sit there and be able to talk to people and not have it mediated by, like, and I don't want to be a crank about it either, Terrence, but you're right, not being mediated by, like, not just these echo chambers, but through these certain technological interfaces, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. It was just like, I, it was just kind of like, okay, this is like a normal human interaction right now, you know? Uh-huh. Where there's yeah. no pressure to entrench oneself in one's position because you are literally talking to someone face-to-face. And unless you're a fucking asshole, nobody would do that, you know what I mean? Nobody would behave like that, you know? Right. Like, it's yeah. people are doing that more and more now, too. Well, it feels like, uh... I don't know, man. It's... That article, did you guys read that article? I don't I don't want to go through it, but it's um I thought it was there was some interesting stuff in it. Uh long story short, a uh, black professor leads a workshop at a college, uh a history workshop. Uh it gets taken over by quote-unquote woke college students who say the professor is not talking enough about anti-blackness. Um, even when he's trying to even talk about like Native American genocide, they they 
demand he talk about anti-blackness etc cetera, etc cetera. i mean they just go round and round and round and round like mm-hmm. that's just kind of the thing um it's also kind of questionable because it's in compact mag so it's like well, yeah exactly <laughs> uh, exactly but i do i do think that there is something there uh i do think that there's some concerning thing there and i think that kind of like what it is is that um it's it's not something anybody can control like that what like what they're diagnosing in this article and um what i'm even diagnosing with like chat gpt and all this other stuff i don't think any of it any of it is anything anybody can control i think this is just kind of the natural drift of thing it's like nobody we are all losing the ability to communicate we're all losing the ability to formulate arguments and uh, understand why something is false and why something is correct and why we are convicted about it. Um, we are all becoming automatons, basically. Like we are seeding a part of our own intelligence yes. and putting it onto machines. That is the weird yeah. thing. It's we're, like we're, we're basically becoming cyborgs without the actual physical. We're not exactly. We're not. We're not getting exactly. We're not getting any of the benefits of interfacing with these machines and with this technology like you know what i'm saying it's not like the board no, no it's just thing. the drawbacks it's, you know it, what i mean yeah, it's just the projects right. where you have the split exactly almost like like just where like you're overloaded with information the only thing that you can do like an automaton is to regu- is to fall back upon like and execute the commands that you were made for exactly you know what I'm exactly <laughs> you know? And I mean, it's that's like, all of us, yo. That's all of us. Me included, dude. Me fucking included. Well, that's the yo. thing. A it's like, you think that, like, in this AI debate, it's like there's one thing. It's like we're, we're making these machines smarter. But it's mm-hmm. like we are also – it's it's dialectical. We are making ourselves, <laughs> ourselves dumber. dumber. <laughs> at the cost of that. At the you cost know, of that. When I – my first exposure to AI was the 2015 uh, – movie her starring joaquin phoenix and i thought this is gonna this is gonna be chill we're gonna be in the future we're gonna be able to uh use ai to get pussy when there's none to be had i can get i can get behind that and then just like what eight short years later man we get this weird ass art those yeah. like weird hands and shit mm-hmm. weird figures and shit you don't Which, know if was that kanye west that really said that or was that ai well, dude, you know joe was, biden just say the edward like what <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's all plausible dude possible. It, it is all extremely dangerous and this is another thing it's like um i did not consent to be driving on the road with automated cars you know self-driving cars i did yes. not consent for uh, chat gpt to run rampant through society and i'm sure a lot of it's te- an assault on the commons it is it is and dude there's no fucking regulation at all like it blows no. my mind that elon musk tweet out like hey for tesla drivers uh, a new beta test for self-driving is available you can download and i'm like wait bro hold up so you tell me there's people that could because there's Teslas in my neighborhood. You tell me there's people that could just like decide one day that, that yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna like turn this on. And like I have to like all right, right now I gotta, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, now I gotta make sure that I don't get killed mowed down in my whole fucking neighborhood because this fucking psych yo dude. It's yeah, so and it's like your personal safety is is basically left up to the whims of Elon Musk's hubris. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yo. And I mean, essentially a bunch of zeros and ones, you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> like they can go haywire in, for no reason at any moment. Yeah. I was talking with uh, our friend Katie about this today. It's like we kind of have hit a point with infrastructure where 
it if it's not explicitly designed to kill you it probably will fail and and kill you at some point it's like oh, well, it's like growing up it's like when you imagined your own imminent mortality it's like uh i probably have a heart attack it's like that you know heart disease is very common maybe i'll have cancer <laughs> but it's like yeah. now it's like okay well maybe a train might derail and go through my house or maybe a bridge might collapse or a fucking tesla where like where someone's asleep at the wheel will fucking run me off the road yeah. or like yeah. Yeah. or worse yeah or worse yeah or like like and you you it's not hard to imagine a world where these fucking norfolk southern executives that like are afraid to go testify in front of Congress about what happened. <laughs> not even it's in front not, of Congress, in front of the community. They wouldn't even go. The they said, oh, yeah, yeah, citing safety concerns. Safety concerns. Yeah, yeah you no should shit. be concerned, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, it's so wild. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, the, just the audacity to fucking destroy a place and then just be like, yeah, well, yeah, we don't really want to go face the music because, yeah, safety mm. concerns. Yeah, safety concerns. <laughs> But, it, but you, it's not hard to see a world where they take all the wrong lessons from that, and it's like, well, what we need is AI to run these trains. Yeah, exactly. 1,000%. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. I guarantee you what that's exactly what they're fucking doing. Well, dude, like, also with AI, too, like, I think I've talked about this before, but, like, we talked about this, Terrence, like, like, Kodak, like, when they had color film, like, they could not depict black people like true to skin tone right because uh -huh. they were like black people are not fucking buying our cameras you know what i mean so right. like that technology was imbued with racism and discriminatory ideas and ideology and whatnot like you know power control and shit like that like before like they and, and just not even subconsciously so you know what i mean consciously but subconsciously in a way right it was just like an effect of this intended like the way that they saw the world and it's the same thing with ai man i can already imagine uh, police using it for racial profiling that's going to increase racial profiling i could imagine it for data bank systems in healthcare, right the yeah. way that they're going to portion data and shit like that so like when tim pool was like oh like uh this is ridiculous it won't even say the n-word and people were like well that's a good thing it won't say the n-word i'm like dude like that'd be the least racist thing that ai could do right you know what i mean abstain <laughs> <laughs> from joke. slurs abstain <laughs> from slurs you know what i'm saying <laughs> rather than actually making the lives of black people worse in insidious ways terrence we talked about it with that um with where that ai um um uh, algorithm where rents go up uh, you know? yeah and it it probably affects like black working class neighborhoods yo. yeah I think that, like, we talk about, like, revival, right? And it's like, you look back at, like, all the great moments of either religious or intellectual revival. It's like, because I even consider, like, the young Hegelians and shit, like, ph philosophical groups and Luddism and stuff. It's like, like, humanity, we used to have these moments where, uh, it, you know, where we would have these kind of like revolutions in thought and yeah. uh where we'd you know be like yo that shit is crazy we gotta stop yeah, exactly and it's like <laughs> yeah. that's honestly what we need honestly yeah. we really do need like a redefinition of humanity or some kind of like new humanism or something something that like it's not quite luddism because like you know it's like i'm i'm not against technology whatever i don't even know what the fuck technology is but like <laughs> but i do think that like you have to like you don't know you gotta like put your foot down somewhere it's like yeah this is this is out of fucking control like this is Dude, not insane <laughs> like you know and i was telling my mom too and i mean like i know we're talking about tech but i was even i mean i think it's all related but you know there's another school shooting you know um another mass shooting 
And I was just like, it got to the point where I like, I mean, everyone is so desensitized, but I'm always like, this doesn't happen anywhere else in the fucking world. Like this is insane. And the fact that people are not like pulling their hair, tearing their hair out and screaming, you know what I'm saying? By all of this shit just like blows my fucking mind. And that's the most troubling thing, you know? Yeah. That's the most yeah. troubling thing when people are like, okay, this is like, like people are like, okay, this is crazy, but I guess this is the way it is, you know? Instead of being like, okay, nah, we have to stop this shit, you know? We have to fucking do something. I don't, what to do, I don't know, but I don't fucking know. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I guess that's the problem, right? Is that nobody knows what to do because you can't really do anything. I don't want to say people can't do anything, but people are aware of their own powerlessness, you know, in this sort of context. So I guess the only thing you can do is kind of either have this ironic detachment or, you know. You know, it, it is interesting, even with, like, the, the train derailment, like, with what you were just saying. Mm. It's like there was this weird debate that, that popped off where you saw, like, a lot of centrists sort of agreeing with, like, like the Ohio governor's line about, well, this is not that bad. Mm. You know, we don't need to yeah. be making a stick about it. It's all this kind of stuff. And it kind of reminded me, like, when I was reading all this and seeing all this and then seeing, like, the weird arguments that popped up, like the one guy that was, like, bickering with Adam Johnson about, like, uh, well, uh, lefties tend to, uh, you know, uh, really ride for, like, rural problems. But when it comes to urban problems, disproportionately black people, they, like, disparate. I don't think that's true necessarily. That's not fucking true. Aren't liberals always the ones that like always say like "fuck the South," which is predominantly black? Right. Yeah. 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 But like, it's weird because I grew up in a place where like every stream is fucking orange, and nobody like bats an eye at why that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like all these things, like like it is. There is like a sense of uh, just everybody sort of becoming well adjusted to these like little injustices that were dealt every day and then over time they just don't even like register with you anymore and i just thought how fucking insane is it that we're basically saying like all these different like chemicals are like now in your air and water for you know maybe forever who knows maybe an indeterminate amount of time whatever but like it's not that bad so you should just shut up about it yeah because 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 city dwellers have problems too (laughs) it's like you know what i mean it's like it's all bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're comparing, when you're playing, when you're playing like environmental, like pollution Olympics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, well, they have it worse. It's like, what do you like? What are we talking well, about right here? Th- was the argument that people don't attach this much fervor and concern to urban? disasters was that it is that it? like that that like leftists are hyper fixated on rural disasters rather than urban ones right right yeah like that like and the guy really couldn't come up with any examples in that little back and forth but he was like eventually just cited like a couple of tweets or something but he was like do you remember the 2018 the never-ending appalachian coverage you know and all yeah. that kind of stuff and the reason being is because places like that typically you know, I don't want to say that, you know, they necessarily get ignored. That's not necessarily true. But, like, when they have a moment, they tend to milk it for all that you – and I'm – I'm <laughs> look, I'm – there's a lot about that that I'm put off by, too. Like, this should be perfectly clear. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the Appalachian left annoys the shit out of me because it's like, how much fucking longer are we going to talk about J.D. Vance and, like, all this other shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, like, there – but it's like – 
people also deserve to like not have to breathe fucking burning chemicals and shit. Like yeah, we sh- you d- you you don't have to queue up in a line based on the severity of grievance. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like yeah. it's like it's like if I got a grievance about something, I need to shut the fuck up because the transatlantic slave trade happened. It's like exactly. I'm not saying that I'm not ranking. <laughs> well, these Tom, things. Tom, did yeah. you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's, well, it's mad, and it, 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 and and the worst expression of that, of course, is like, oh, it's woke, whatever's woke, what, what, which is fucking annoying too. Yeah, yeah. But like, god damn, man, can't we just acknowledge that like everything is bad and we need each other? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I think that the, to the extent that it's even true, which I don't think that it is, it's like I think it's probably. Because there's a massive column of black smoke belching into the atmosphere. And like the, the, the visual image of that is so arresting that it's hard to like look away. It's hard yeah. to, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, and that does happen in some urban places. But it's also the fact that it happened right after Biden basically fucking. Uh, put the kibosh on exactly on the union. Yep. So it's like, it's like, dude, what the? Have you been under a fucking rock? Like, what are you talking about? Like, but then, but then, Terrence, those people also would agree that well, he had to do what he had to do, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> he had to do what he had to do because you know the consumers were going to suffer. You know, like little Jimmy wasn't going to get his Christmas presents. You know what I it mean? It's cra- it's crazy that like a lot of this shit can be tied back to them balking on giving these people seven days of paid sick leave mm-hmm. a week. Which is Bro, nothing. Didn't did didn't also, I, I, I swear to God, there was another derailment. Like, I mean, not like this where there was a chemical spill, but like, I think like during these negotiations when people were like, kind of like, yeah, this motherfucker is going to side on behalf of the capital. I swear to God, like there was a, like, it, it seems like every time, like, you know, like he either puts his foot down or like, or, or talk or touts about our public transportation. There's always a derailment. Some shit always fucks up. And this country's literally crumbling, man. That's what fucking blows my mind. It's not even just like the social imploding, but literally falling the fuck apart. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It just blows my fucking mind, dude. It, it, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, you have to think about that because I didn't really think about this. Um, it's like the effect that this uh, news story about shooting down the balloons, the UFOs. Yeah. Yeah, the UFO like is the big dumb object. Like we, you know, this last week was UFOs. This week it's like derailments and chemical spills. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're back in the nineties, man. Well, it's like we spend a lot of time online and like have a, for better or worse, have a specific kind of uh, view or formulated opinion on UFOs. Uh, Pentagon activities, you know, Department of Defense activities, like what, well, we, we, you know, but we forget that this is not readily apparent to the average American. Dude, you gotta, you gotta really put yourself, because I I thought about this, because like my mom never fucking texts me about anything that has Uh to do with like social or political issues. And then she sent me a message on like Super Bowl Sunday. It was like, have you been keeping up with these UFOs or shooting down this guy? It's like. You you forget that like the average American they just they just grab that from the ether you know what I mean like they hear yeah. the government shooting UFOs out of the sky and they and take, they like, take it as is right it's like yeah. I don't know it's yeah. just um 
it's an interesting thing it's kind of does go to what we were saying on sunday it's like them kind of like ratcheting up the sort of like fear and paranoia a little bit and uh that is so true and it goes back to the communication thing a little bit but it's like if you spend too much time on twitter it's like that show early edition where the guy gets the newspaper like tomorrow's newspaper day early (laughs) you get that but then you also get to see it get churned through the fucking you know the mill of like discourse so you could actually arrive at like a semi-sane opinion (laughs) or you know after it's been like tossed about whereas other people get it two days later and then they just grab it and it's like a knee-jerk thing well that's the thing that that happened with the the Palestine train derailment. It like, dude, it went through several. It went through so many different like metabolisms that like it got spat out on the other side. Seventy two hours, like yeah. Dude, yeah, look with the most insane shit attached. Like the one you just said, Tom. Just like, uh, leftists have uh, they're focused too much on rural areas. It's like, what the fuck? Who are you talking, talking about? about? Why but, would but they, you? I just, it's so funny that why would you even say something like that? You would never say that to anyone in person. And that's what I was kind of saying earlier, right? There are some things that, like, like you would just never say this to anyone. Oh, you know? and, oh this is this is what it was. This is what it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Aaron, but I got to read this. This is what it said. It's uncomfortable, but it really feels like the idea of shadowy capitalists inflicting a terrible industrial accident and cover-up on a small, all-white rural town with a cinematic name fits the Heron-Volkish... Heartland versus globalist worldview, both extremes occasionally share. <laughs> like, dude, what are you even talking please, about? Please, 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 log off. Please, also, also listen, please. listen. Can we? One, I don't agree with you. But two, if you think something's bad, can we just please, for the love of God, find something to compare it to besides Nazi fucking Germany? Never, yo. <laughs> Never, dude. Because that is the ultimate evil. Bro, that is the ultimate evil beyond, like, chemical spills. Which is why it's a such a like bad that. comparison, because it's such a fucking dude, outlier. It, you know? if, I, if I went to a fucking facility or a work site or a place every day where I saw people pouring themselves massive glasses of poison and just drinking it up and just being... Licking their lips like, <laughs> this is good stuff. Like, you would not expect me to have a sane, you know what I mean? You would not expect yeah. me to look at the world with any parasane eyes. The fact that I have to watch people get online, and because they hate themselves so fucking much, and they hate everyone else so much, yeah. they have to, like, they have to churn, they have to throw up the takes, and then eat the vomit, and then throw them back like a baby up. bird. Yeah, <laughs> like a baby bird. <laughs> It's Yo, like you know what I was thinking of too, man. What's what's crazy too with the cycles of the news and the, the way the cycles that it goes through is that like apparently the balloons may have been have drifted off course because of changing weather patterns, which is also an interesting idea, like changing weather patterns and what what is that gonna do, right? Another thing I heard, like permafrost melts. This is gonna release like long dead viruses and bacteria. So okay, now we're also talking about technology just going wayward. And that didn't get covered, bro. Like, no one, like, I saw one or two tweets about it, but, like, anyone who got that, oh, there are UFOs being shot out of the sky, was never, okay, P.S., actually, (laughs) they probably went, you know what I mean, like, the Chinese are not spying on us, like, they were probably blown wayward because of the fucking wind, you know, which is (laughs) climate change, baby, which is another thing they have to unpack, you know, to be fair, which is, I mean, it's not a complicated thing to fucking understand, but these are things that they're not meant to understand, that people are not meant to understand, you know. 
Oh, right. I mean, it's the the it's the the thing about that is it's it's insulting you to your face. It's like everybody <laughs> fucking knows that the Chinese don't have to get in the fucking balloons and come over and like scout the lands like conquistadors. Like <laughs> fucking Google Maps. <laughs> this is I have to say the fountain of youth. Where... <laughs> It's like, dude, you just gotta fucking go online and you can see everything. Bro, everything I'm is on you, the they, internet. They have a satellite, bro. I'm telling you, they got a satellite, dog. I don't really think they need to use five balloons. And you know what? We do it too. That's the fucking crazy thing, man. And I hate to be like, oh, well, the US, but it's like, that's another thing is like the shit that you're being fed. Like, and I mean this like to say like we're heavily online, but I think about like where other people get their news from. And I'm pretty sure like online too, but these are Facebook or mainstream media. And I swear to God, they're trying to get you to buy a gun <laughs> and kill people, yo. <laughs> I think like, they are. Dude, I think they are. I think I do th- I really do think that's it. I think that's partially I think that's one ingredient in why there's so many mass shooters. It's like no one I, this is like a, a cheapening of humanity, but also of the self. It's like yeah. I can't get anything out of anything anymore. No pleasure, no, uh, no connection, no nothing. The only thing it is kind of like that Delillo novel, Mao Two. It's like the only way to get any kind of fulfillment or reaction, or any way to actually penetrate through people's brains is terror, like mass yeah, terror. And I think that, that like I think that that is and a even, part of even it. Even that's losing its luster. Even that's as a, losing as its a tool. Luster. You know what I mean? Because people are like, all right, all right, we see like you know thirty seasons of terror. You know, nine eleven was crazy, dog. But come on, you got to bring something else, man, or else you know. That's I mean, you we were talking about that in the group chat. Like, I, it, that's funny to see some of my like bog standard, like even kind of conservative leading friends being like, yeah, like our lives have been marked by tragedy and like just mark like mass bad events and like it's hard to like sort of come out of that normal you know mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, you can't and i think about like i think about like 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 coming home and watching like the south tower collapse you know and just kind of being like yo they're like like this is insane there are people in there and i was like what 11 or 10 you know and i'm not saying that young young kids haven't been through horrible fucking things you know what i mean but like the the like you were saying, Tom, like the way everything is stacked on top of it, where you don't even get a chance to process it as a as a kid, you know, mm. like it has to fuck with you, man. It has to fuck with the society, not even just a generation, you know. Yeah. And then seeing that shit be cheapened, like I I brought it up before maybe, but this just blows my fucking mind. Like the the new Call of Duty game is gonna have a mission, like in like I mean, it takes place like right after nine eleven. And I think it's like the the uh, fucking like attack of Fallujah or some shit like that. And it's like, yo, there's somebody, there's like a veteran who probably has like one leg who's sitting there playing that fucking game. Who, who is there? Fucking was there. You know what I mean? And now it's a fucking video game. Like, not even to mention the like the, all the fucking people that died there. You know what I'm saying? Right. The like, people live in that country were from there. You know what I mean? The fucking million or more displaced people and dead people. It's just, it, I don't know, dude. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I did not ex- anticipate going down any of those rat. This all started out with Mehdi Hassan. It was Mehdi uh, Hassan. We were talking about how to beat Trump in a debate. How you um, beat Trump in a debate? <laughs> you terrorize. You completely terrorize people. I all we terrorize can, Trump. All we have is the first paragraph. So let me read it to you. Yeah. Donald Trump is probably unaware that he's an avid practitioner of a de- of a debating method. Known among philosophers and rhetoricians as the Gish Gallop or the, the Gish Gallop. Okay, no. The Gish Gallop. 
the Gish Gallop. Its it? aim is simple, to defeat one's opponent by burying them in a torrent of incorrect, irrelevant, or idiotic arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that it's like it's like I thought the point of debating was to win. Who fucking I cares win, what bro. method you use? Uh, Trump, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, if it works, it works, pal. Yeah, Trump, won, right? Trump owes much of his political success to this tactic and to the fact that so few people know how to beat it. Although his 2024 campaign has been fairly quiet so far, we can expect to hear a lot more gish galloping in the future months. Um, can't take you seriously using that word, bro. Sorry. And then, uh, sorry, and then he, he provides an example. Uh, he provides an example. Uh, so when I listen to Joe Biden talking about transition, there has been no transition from when I won. I won that election. And if you look at crooked Hillary Clinton, if you look at all the different people, there was no transition because they came after me trying to do a coup. A coup. They came after me spying on my campaign. We got it all on tape. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, he goes on a little bit more, and then we run against the up against the paywall, man. Against the paywall. Oh, man. Man, so I gotta about- believe Trump. If I read it that and the paywall cuts it off, then I just gotta be like, well, I guess Trump was I right. Guess, yeah, I guess they were spying on him. All right. They were trying to quit his ass. Oh, okay. All right. That's, that's settled. I'm moving on to the next article. <laughs> I mean, I think I think you brought this up before, Terrence, but like, where y'all brought this up? But like, the fact that I think Fox News, I, I think like all these right wing sites, like, they're like, if they're paywalls, the limit of what you can read articles is like much more extended. So, I mean, they don't have to, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fox News, you don't have to fucking pay you don't have a paywall blocker you know mm-hmm. if you want to read articles man but yeah the atlantic the new york times which honestly they probably should have paid no one should be reading that shit <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no i mean we didn't even talk about like the new york times stuff but uh today they published a op-ed from pamela paul about oh my fucking God, Early. i mean it's like dude um it i mean i don't I mean, know man we just, we just literally just like, I mean, like, forget that the violence that happens to like queer people every day, but we just like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand that, man. Like how people could like look at that shit and not understand that like this is the stuff that's contributing to the violence, you know what I mean? Well, There's... I don't understand. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I don't know if this happened to you guys. This is a moment of, a moment of vulnerability for me. But like when I was like a fucking teenager and was going through puberty, my... <laughs> My nipples would get hard as fuck, and like, no reason. yeah, and it's like the doctor said it was some hormone shit, but like yeah. some some young boys got it so bad that literally they would have like milk come out of oh, their. Oh, they would titties. lactate. Oh, they would shit. lactate. They would lactate, and this and this happens. Like you know, um, there are kids that are born, uh, you know, with uh, you know issues like this, and then they have a a corrective procedure, quote unquote. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and to then, balance hormones or and, whatever. Yeah, they and then they become them, yeah. like the gender that they want to be, and, and yeah. all this and other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. like that was accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, as a part of like the gender paradigm or whatever, up until yeah. uh, yeah. very recently, where now it's like, uh, now to even talk about that is like uh, grooming, and you know what yeah. I'm saying, and that like the trans trans thing has gotten out of control like we're making these kids do things that they don't want to do and, and they're going to regret it for the rest of their lives and it's like uh i mean i think that you have a pretty good idea of what your gender is 
as a young kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like exactly, I, exactly. I well, I'm just speaking, speaking from my own experience, like yeah, yeah, as yeah, a human yeah, yeah. being yeah, yeah. who has, yeah, yeah. you know, who was assigned yeah. assigned a gender and then mm-hmm. also eventually realized that I had one mm-hmm. in my own mind. Is it in my own mind? Does yeah. it make sense? Right. But so it's yeah. like I think that like. I don't know. Maybe I'm not articulated myself. No, well, no. But, but I think to go on your point though, Terrence, I think too, like, uh, like it just kind of blows my mind that like people like J.K. Rowling, and you know, I'm throw Dave Chappelle in there too, and I guess, I guess like people like even Joyce Carol Oates, like all these people that are around that kind of age, like I don't know, man. Like I wasn't born then, but I feel like the 70s, the 80s, like, like there were these gender bending genres of music, especially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where like male rock stars, like I, mean, I guess I'm talking about like hair glam or glam rock, or even just like I don't know, like people would like like it wasn't like like these strictly enforced and yes, in many places and you know like uh, uh, areas, social you know spaces. It the was best, the, the best line from Dave Chappelle's whole show is if if you were if you were dressing hard in the '90s back in the '80s, whoever dressed most like a Bitch was getting all the women. <laughs> yeah, <he's> right. <laughs> I think the vast majority of people don't care. I do. I think so too, man. I, I really so do think that the vast majority of people kind of know on an intuitive level that gender is kind of ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we've all known it for, for forever. Yeah. I mean, probably since we were fucking uh, in the fucking caves. Like we, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it yeah. has always been constructed, and we've always kind of known it, even. Even if you look back at your own childhood and and adolescence and puberty and stuff, it's like you can kind of see the moments where the cracks exactly. showed. You know what I mean? Exactly. You could see through. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. and we all kind of know that. And most, I think, I mean, I don't know, I'm speaking for myself, but like when those things happen, you kind of sit with that. And when you get older, you reflect and realize, but like, I don't know, man, it's like, it's, it's an experience that's kind of totalizing, right? It's like, okay, I know who I am, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, to tell other people, but then it, it, it's not even that it's just being hijacked by, like, the right, but, like, in places like the New York Times, and I don't know Pauline Jones, I don't know her fucking politics, whatever. Pamela but like, Paul. This it's is, Brett Stevens' Paul, wife, Pamela, by the way. Well, it, well, this is, like, a liberal fucking, like, rag, right? Like, just the fact that this shit is not in places like Breitbart or, like, whatever, the new statesmen or whatever the fuck they call themselves. It's like, yeah, dude, like, this is the kind of shit where you normalize, like, I'm just asking questions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they love to say I'm just asking questions and like first of all second of all secondly, why the fuck does JK Rowling a billionaire need defending? <clears throat> like I just don't understand it, man. Like even the serfdom. Like I thought we fucking like exceeded that, you know? But apparently not. Apparently yeah. Not, man. I mean, it's uh she does write for the New York Times. It's so. just the reason it's the reason it's annoying is it's disingenuous. It's like this whole just asking questions thing. It's Yeah. It's completely disingenuous, and you're right. It is disingenuous, right? And and you know it's disingenuous. They they don't even have a uh, plausible deniability anymore because if you're publishing Pamela Paul saying we should defend J.K. Rowling, well then you've kind of put your cards on the table. You don't even yeah. have plausible deni- be- exactly deniability yeah. at that point. Like we know what your bias is, basically. Like there's a difference between like just asking questions about. Um, like I do, I do think there's utility in just asking questions in a way to be able to for, better strengthen your own argument and to be able mm-hmm. to understand something, and know why you understand it. But there's a big difference between in, between that and basically doing what like J.K. Ro- uh, what the New York Times does and Jesse Single and all these guys do, 
which is they do it just ingenuously and they leave room open for these transphobic arguments to slip in. Exactly. It's like a very it's a very savvy like Weasley thing, right? It's like you, you you don't have the conviction enough to just say what the fuck you mean. You're trying okay. to like pepper this in there in the same way. Actually, I feel like this is an old tactic. It's the same way it's the same shit they did it like in the 90s when they would just like float questions like are black people less intelligent than white people? Yes. Like, well, we got to yes. ask the question. It's yes. like, yes, like the bell curve type of shit, right? Yeah, exactly. it'd yeah. be journalistic malpractice if we didn't just if ask. we didn't ask this question. <laughs> yeah, I saw something interesting one time with the whole question. Uh, an, an embalmer friend of mine and Terrence's, I won't say his name on here. We were sitting around with a bunch of these old codgers one time, and they were talking about all this trans stuff and. Boys want to be girls, girls want to be boys, and all this kind of shit. And our friend spoke up, and he was like, I'm going to tell you all something. He's like, I'm the last person to see people when they die. He said, part of that job is, obviously, you see their genitals. And he's like, and I'm going to tell you all, it's not cut and dry. And he's like, I've seen people, I've even seen people that sound like you all. Yeah. That were intersexed or had other things going on. It's like, gender is not... Like, and 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 the biological reality doesn't even matter anyway. Yeah. I've seen I've seen it people. I've had a lot of people in my family die of liver disease. I've seen how even something like that changes your yeah, hormone. Yeah. I mean, also too. I mean, I probably mentioned this before, but like, uh, I think there's like this species of mushroom or something that like um, whatever the the I don't know the technical medical well the technical scientific term, but whatever the the hormones are that determine like you know gender or sexual identity like they have thousands of different combinations you know so like in between like two binaries of gender there are all these multitudes in between you know and yeah. these are fucking like this is fungi we're talking about you know what i mean these are not like people that have like constructed like you know these overarching theories and ideas about how the world works and, sh- and these disciplines like this is like nature you know yeah like, this is like natural you know what i mean yeah yeah it does suck though it does feel very much like there is a uh there's a reaction against a lot of this stuff and i do think it's kind of led by the turf thing i do think that there is a very discernible it's very interesting it's very strange but like the thing you heard in like 2016 was oh men feel like they're under attack masculinity feels like it's under attack and all this but the thing about the turf shit is it's very weird. I mean, there was a tweet actually that Libby Watson had pointed out that I kind of like really just cut it to its core. <laughs> Some fucking dumbass. Many words have trans in them. Transport, translate, transcribe. But sis, before recently it was only used in one word before it was held as how to describe not trans people, a cistern, you know, that thing in a toilet. They're comparing biological women to toilets. It's like... What the fuck? It's, oh, it's, my God! It, it, it's, it's a fucking fascinating <laughs> look into um, the mind of a group of people who feel like womanhood is under attack. You know what I'm saying? That, like, in yeah, the same yeah. way that they said that, like, masculinity was under attack, like, you know, yeah. six or seven years ago, it is now this completely, like, rear guard defensive... Well, to, in their minds, it's like they're completely on the offense, obviously. 
but like yeah. it's this weird thing where they think that like now uh femininity and, and womanhood is under attack the, and these are the people that get fucking mad when you say like a pregnant person instead of saying a pregnant woman woman you know what i mean and it's like well because like you know what i mean like it's not just women that can get pregnant right and it's like dude like why what like why does that even i mean like even that conception of like the like like as if that's an attack on like what it means to be a woman which that means that every woman has to be a mother you know what i mean like motherhood is wrapped up into that and it's like yo you're just reinforcing these biases that you ostensibly want to break out of you know it just blows my fucking mind dude it's just like compartmentalizing yourself even fucking more and i'm just like i don't understand that shit yo it's really it's really sad and then like you know like i mean the fucking new york times is publishing this jk rowling thing on the same week that that young girl that young trans girl was stabbed in in england i mean it's yeah. like yeah. the fact that yeah. you would put all this i don't know man and it's i mean it's 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 like i think before the the q like nightclub shooting i think that like that same week right but before there were like um the transphobic or asking questions articles you know and that's like bad enough right you know what i mean like to have those articles but to like publish something like this after you know it's just like it, it really i mean we talked about this before but it's like and we guess we were talking about it on the like religious right too but like you know like them becoming more bold and it really does seem like you know whether it's those guys or whether it's liberals like hillary clinton um uh i think she had an interview where i mean she basically threw like trans women under the bus right like you know these issues under the bus it's like oh these people are like 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 where does the republicans are like getting bare knuckled you know these people are like instead of meekly being like oh we don't care they're just saying it outright you know but it's still like but but even not really though even not really because this article is not even like like out front what this person means right it's the in defense of a strong independent woman apparently i guess how it's phrased you know <laughs> right yeah. oh my god man well um gish gallop gish galloping man gish gallop me also too like where do you fucking find these words man why can't these motherfuckers ever be normal they have to go into like a 19th century fucking dictionary man i've never heard of this word before <laughs> I don't either. for some reason it makes me think of gallop pole every That's time you said bad. that um the dish gallop pole yeah the gish gallop pole um also it's like grow up Dude, you're like 40 years old talking about some shit called Gish Gallop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear him say that with his British accent. Gish Gallop. Gish how old is he? Yeah, how old is he? Yeah, dude, he is. He's 43 out here talking about Gish Galloping. Dude, come on. You also 43 talking about how to debate another girl, man. Nah, bro. <laughs> Either walk away or you get a sock full of petties, dog. What are you talking about? Dude? I would love to see Mehdi Hassan in his suit of armor, like his debate suit of armor, like, I'm going to fucking bring down Donald Trump. And Trump just absolutely fucking just <laughs> taking him to the cleaners. <laughs> the Trump's fans that call him slurs in the crowd and shit like that. Oh, my God. Oh, God, dude. Oh, man. All right. Well. Anything else for today, guys? Nah, man. It's just wild, yo. Uh, it's just... Again, yeah, I just want to say how fucking dumb it is. I see, like, a bunch of fucking commentators mad at people getting mad about the train derailment in East Palestine because they're afraid it might cede some ground to the right because of Biden's failure on the union question. 
dude. Are you serious? Dude, That's why everybody's I mean, afraid. It's like, <laughs> well, dude, it's because yo, it's because, dude, it's like what? You know what? You know what? We were talking about church and shit like that. Like for these people, like whatever the Democratic, I don't, I guess the Church of Neil, it's not even Neil protecting that's protecting the, the sanctity of Democratic, like yes, talking yes, yes. points is like paramount it's, because uh-huh. yeah, deviation from that is seeding ground to the fascists. Yeah, like and you can't criticize Democrats because at least they're not Republicans. And I'm like, yeah. well, well, dog, if you go, if you're gonna prevent a union strike, and then weeks later. <sighs> You know what I'm saying? Like, there's chemical fires and shit. And meanwhile, Pete Buttigieg is walking around, like, you know what I'm saying? Not even blaming the fucking corporations and saying it's fine. Right. And like, then, yeah, yeah <laughs> saying, like, he's not afraid to hold corporations accountable. <laughs> it's like, all right, so do that then, bro. Fuck it. Nah, man. man. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just fucking gutting a whole generation's hopes so you can get that cabinet? So you could be 15 heartbeats from the president and feel like mom's a little important boy and absolutely do the worst fucking job imaginable in that role. Not even do your job. Not even do your job, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what does this motherfucker do? Actually, nah, man. What does this motherfucker do? I didn't mean to kick us back up. I just saw something. And I just wanted. No, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> I've been. Th- I'm just thinking about it recently. I'm just like, Man. crazy shit. <clears throat> All right, crazy shit. But uh, thanks for listening this week, everybody. Um, I don't have any further comments to add. Uh, <laughs> do oh, you? Can I plug? Can I plug something real quick? One thousand percent. Hell yeah. Uh, so uh, people should check out my other podcast, Everybody Loves Communism, because last night I recorded an episode with Fred Sharman, who wrote Space Forces. I've been talking about that book a lot, which is a critical history on life in outer space. It was like a two and a half hour conversation, but it was like really, really fucking cool. People should get Hell that yeah. book, but uh, check out that episode when it comes out next week. Yeah, go check that out. That'll be great. I need to read those, by the way. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, yeah, that book's awesome. All right. Well, check, uh, check that out. Um Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you out there, folks. Adios.